Busy Birds! Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Our guest today is the CEO and founder of Single Use Ain't Sexy, a company that combines the health of the environment and cool convenience. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Josh Howard. Thank you. It's so lovely to be here. It's lovely to have you. And how did your sustainable journey actually start? That's a very good question. I've been asking myself that a lot, actually. What was the genesis of this idea? I think for me, one of the big things was feeling completely out of control and like I couldn't be impactful because the whole world is on fire and everything bad is happening and global warming is out of control and I'm just one person and all that kind of stuff. And then one day I finished a bottle of plastic hand soap and I chucked it in the bin and I looked at the bin and there are about five or six other single-use plastic bottles in there as well. And I just had one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I am just adding to the problem in such a tangible way. So I thought, okay, what can I do which is impactful but manageable? Because I think one of those things is that we all get a little bit intimidated when we think about trying to do something that it won't have any impact. So I thought, okay, I go through so many single-use plastic bottles, water bottles, hand soap bottles, whatever, what can I do? And that kind of set me off on my low waste or zero waste journey to stop using single-use plastic. And so I started off sourcing this because I thought, what can I get for me? And then I thought, actually, I think I can make this a little bit bigger and help other people because I think everyone's going through some of the same sort of things. And so that's the real genesis of how this stuff started, of just seeing all these single-use plastic bottles and thinking, oh, my gosh, if this is happening in my one house, how much is this happening times everybody else's houses? Exactly. Well, for someone that carried her trash for 30 days, if everyone had to wear their trash, I can imagine people would be like, no, thank you. I don't want that plastic packaging because I have to wear it. So I can just imagine. But yeah, and that kind of led you also to start your company. I don't know if there's a particular way how you pronounce it, but yeah, it's actually there on your shirt as well. So it's like single use. Just here. <laughs> single use ain't <laughs> sexy. Yeah, so please do tell us a little bit more about how that started and what exactly it is. So I figured out that there was a way to do something in my own home and then I had to work out a way to get other people to buy into it as well. And so I thought, all right, I need to make this thing fun because the last thing anyone wants to do is get nagged at. And whether that means that they're a kid who's cleaning their room or you've got to make your bed or whatever it is, no one wants to be told to do something and no one wants to be guilted into doing something. You actually want to do it off your own back and you want to have fun doing it. So I came up with the name Single Use Ain't Sexy because I thought here's an opportunity to be a bit cheeky and a bit fun and funny and irreverent, but with a serious undertone to it. And I think that's kind of what we've spent, what we've really set out to do is to have fun with this, but there's always this underlying message of like, let's also do the right thing, make a positive change. And so for me, 
a big part of that was what can I do to make this appealing and enticing and fun for other people? And so that's how that's how single use ain't sexy was born. I was actually originally going to call the business Drop D R O P, and it was all about dropping your footprint, which I still think is a cool idea, but it was a little bit more serious, and it just didn't quite have the playfulness that we kind of embody as a brand. And so I'm really happy that we've gone with single use ain't sexy, and it's a good way to have fun but also do good. Definitely. Well, I love the name, and yeah, it's it's been great to actually see how your how your journey has progressed. And yeah, for all of our crazy birds out there, when they look at your company, what exactly are you guys offering to our community and to help people to drop plastic and make sure you know people see that single use ain't sexy? Yes, good question. Okay, so. Our first product that we're out in market with now is a dissolvable, non-toxic hand soap tablet. So it's like a Barocca tablet. So anyone that grew up drinking Barocca tablet where you mix it in water and it fizzes up and you drink it, it's that orange drink. It's like a Barocca tablet, but for hand soap. And so they're these little white tablets, just like this, super easy, simple, not much to them. And you mix them with just warm tap water in our reusable bottles. So you fill it up to the top with tap water, you drop the tablet in, it fizzes up and it dissolves. It takes about 30 minutes and then it still looks like water. But when you pump it out of the foam pump, it comes out as this beautiful white silky aloe scented hand soap. And so the whole idea is that we want to help people stay safe and wash their hands but we do not want to add to the millions of single-use plastic bottles that are going out into landfill and oceans every year. So when you're done with a full bottle and it's empty, instead of just chucking it out into landfill, put tap water in it again to the top, you drop drop another tablet in, it dissolves, and the whole cycle starts again. So if you buy one of our bottles, it saves up to 25 single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill every year. And so the whole idea behind our brand is to start with hand soap. So that's our first product. And then we're going to soon be launching a full home suite of eco-friendly products. So things like a multi-purpose spray tablet and bottle, a glass cleaner spray tablet and bottle, mouthwash tablets, toothpaste tablets. So it's basically all the products in your home that would usually be shipped to you as full bottles of water. Because Bottles of hand soap are about 98% water. Exactly. I was about to say that as well. People don't realize that, like, exactly with your product, if you think, oh, but I'm just filling water in, that's actually what you're buying at the store, water with a little bit of product. Exactly. And so there's no point in paying for a supply chain, which in English basically just means like a huge truck, to transport water-based products across the world or across the country, I kind of felt like, hang on, why pay for water to be shipped across the world when water is a resource that's coming out of your kitchen tap or your bathroom tap, already you're paying for it. And so the tablets are just the active ingredient. That's the 2%. The 98%, which is the water, that should not be transported. And so the whole whole idea is when someone buys our bottles, we send them empty. So we send empty bottles and tablets, and then you add the water at home. So you're minimizing your carbon footprint really, really significantly because you're not shipping water. And, I, and that, I think, is a, really, is a really kind of interesting, interesting idea. 
Wow, that's really fascinating. And so when we look at these little tablets, and I mean, they they are very little, what exactly is these tablets? And like, you know, if you can maybe just tell us a little bit, you know, like with the ingredients, is it a specific like organic certified? Is it tell us a little bit more about what is actually in the product that's going to go onto our skins? So the tablets are non-toxic. They're basically using the same technology as effervescence tablets for other products. So a lot of us now are using effervescent vitamins, for example. Mm -hmm. So every morning I start my day by having a vitamin C effervescence tablet. I put it in my water. I drink it in the morning. It's part of my routine and and it's it's the same technology. So the whole idea is that the tablet is designed to dissolve in normal tap water. What happens is after about half an hour, the tablet has been completely dissolved and the full bottle of liquid is the soap product. And so that's that's how it works. It's pretty simple. I think the whole idea with this is it's leveraging technology that has existed in other verticals. So a good, a good example that I love to use are chicken stock cubes, okay? So I grew up with chicken stock cubes in my house. I cook with chicken stock cubes. And when I was a little kid, chicken stock cubes – it was kind of cool to buy the actual chicken stock thing in a carton. And then we realized as we went on, actually, let's stick with the cubes because it's so much easier to store and we're not buying water. And so it's the same thing here. So when you put it in, the scent is very subtle. It's a very light um, aloe essence scent. So really beautiful, really soft. I'm washing my hands probably about 40 times a day at the moment. So one thing that I love is that our product doesn't leave your hands really dry and stripped actually leaves them quite moisturized and so I wanted to bring a product to market that actually felt like it was a nice thing to use rather than oh my god I've got to wash my hands all day and it's like causing me strife that's what's in the tablets and I don't know it's just it's something that seems to be resonating with people people really like it awesome and where's your products mainly manufactured from as well At the moment, our tablets are made overseas and all of our bottles and recyclable packaging is made in Australia. We're moving to get our tablets made in Australia. At the very start of the business, we were just too small. We couldn't afford to get them made here, which is the honest truth. And one of the things that's difficult is you start out with these grand ambitions and you're like, this is going to be made in Oz and all that stuff. And we just couldn't afford it because I was funding the business myself, basically. And so now... We're moving towards getting the tablets manufactured in Australia as well, along with all of the bottles and other packaging. So perfection is not being reached yet, but we're definitely getting there. And I always like to be really transparent with people, especially a lot of other business owners, because a lot of business owners often come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, like how do I do this? And sometimes it's really hard to start exactly how you wanted. So we set out wanting to get everything made in Oz. We've got almost everything made in Oz. And then we will soon. We will very soon. Oh, wow. That sounds fantastic. Well, congratulations yeah. for getting it off the Thank ground. You. And I mean, especially now, you know, getting a business up from scratch and, you know, going through all these times that we are currently, it is quite hard. So kudos to you. And I'm super excited to see more products coming. That should be awesome. And then just back to like the hand sanitizer, hand wash, sorry. Hand wash. How long would you say one bottle would last? Like how many washes is in one bottle? 
depends how many people are in your household, but I reckon probably about 60, 60 or 70 washers. Okay. So you just need one pump. So the value is awesome. Like if you're buying a full home pack, it's less than four bucks a bottle with the tablet. So the whole idea is I, I never wanted to create something that I thought could really help people and then price people out of being able to access it because often at times I've felt like sometimes in the sustainability space, I can feel like a little bit alienated from it because maybe I don't know that much or I don't have that much experience or some things can seem expensive. And so I think what I wanted to do is create something, like I said, that's kind of fun and cheeky, but also feels accessible. Like if I saw a product on the market and it's about three bucks 80 or less for a bottle, I bet, oh, okay, I can afford that. Awesome. I'll, I'll make the change. So I guess people, we all want to do the right thing. Everybody wants to do the right thing. And one of the most amazing things about starting this business has been coming into contact with so many people who are passionate about making positive changes for Mama Earth. I'm using your lingo now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so I think all, all, all I want to try and do is make it as accessible and affordable as possible. And so that's kind of, that's our mission. Oh, that's fantastic. And I mean, yeah, because with with your product, like you've said, companies are literally trucking water around. That's kind of what a lot of these products are. And this is not just hand soap, guys. This is literally shampoo, conditioner, the cleaning products you use in the house. It all contains a hell of a lot of water and very little product. So it's great to know that options like this actually exist. I absolutely love it. And so for any of our crazy birds that's going like, hang on, like single use ain't sexy and I want to get some of those products. Where can they find your products? At the moment, we're selling through our website, which is www.singleuseaintsexy.com. So that's singleuseaintsexy.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, (laughs) but once you get it, you won't forget it. And so we're selling all our products on our website. So at the moment, we are keeping things very simple. So you can buy the tablets, you can buy the bottles in various different pack sizes, and you can also buy this amazing T-shirt that I'm wearing, which is our single Usain Sexy T-shirt. But on the back, it says, wash your your hands. hands. (laughs) So very important to remember at the moment. So we're having a bit of fun with our T-shirts and stuff like that. And so people can... Go to our website. I'll say that again just because sometimes it's a mouthful. That's www.singleuseaintsexy.com. And also we are pretty um, active on Instagram. So Instagram is a great place to stay up to date with everything that we're doing. And our Instagram handle is the same as our website. It's at singleuseaintsexy. We might start selling in stores soon. We're getting approached by a lot of stores. And so that's probably something that we'll start doing soon. But at the moment, um, we've kept it all on our website. Okay, cool. And is this only like for product delivery within Australia or globally as well? We started off just in Australia because of COVID, but we're now shipping globally. So if anyone who is overseas wants to try our product or is keen on it, then we do ship internationally as well. We're also giving 5% of our profits to frontline Australian medical workers who are tackling coronavirus. So that was something that was really important for us because 
I have a lot of friends basically on the front line of this crisis, of this pandemic, and I saw how much these people were putting them at risk. And as a really community-minded business, we wanted to figure out a way that we could give back and actually contribute. And so we thought that, that was an appropriate thing to do. Oh, wow. Well, well done for that. That's amazing. And I'm super excited to see how you guys progress and just, you know, become bigger and bigger and making real impact. And we've just touched on it a little bit earlier, but I wanted to know what is next for Single Use Ain't Sexy? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We've got so many exciting plans. I don't know where to start. What is next for us is to continue to build out our full home suite of products across the home. So we have a we have a really ambitious vision to basically go into a lot of different product categories and start to figure out different areas where our product can be relevant. So just as you were saying before that there's so many different types of products that get shipped which are mainly made of water, shampoos, conditioners, whatever, cleaning products, they are all opportunities for us to help people minimize their carbon footprint by not shipping water and not throwing out single-use plastic bottles. So after the hand soap, I think household sprays and household cleaners are an area that we're very, very far progressed on. And so those products will be coming out soon. And then I have always been a teeth person. I've always loved different toothpastes and mouthwashes and all this stuff. So we're actually bringing out a line of toothpaste tablets and mouthwash tablets. Oh, wow. And so... The idea there is that you're not throwing out single-use plastic toothpaste tubes or single-use plastic mouthwash bottles. And so the whole idea is that once you start using our products across different categories of products in the home, you can drastically reduce the amount of plastic bottles you have across all these different product categories. Yeah, I mean, when you look at those toothpaste tubes, you know, a lot of people would look at it and be like, oh, it's cool, it's plastic, I can recycle it. But, you know, I would love for all of our crazy birds, if you think it's just plastic, once you finish your toothpaste, just take a scissor, cut it open and actually see what's inside. There is like plastic, it's foil, it's who knows what else it is in there. So it's super hard to recycle. And, you know, although there is some programs that you can recycle with, it's so labor intensive. It's It really takes a lot of resources to recycle that product. And that is if it gets recycled. So it's better to actually avoid it totally and just use something that doesn't create waste. Can I say that is such a good point. You know, think about it like this, okay? The toothpaste tube that you were using as a seven-year-old child still exists today. Scary, but it's true. (laughs) Every plastic toothbrush you've ever used ever in your life still exists. Every plastic bottle you've ever used still exists. Shampoos, conditioners, hand soap, face balm, body balm, spray cleaners, mouthwash, toothpaste, it all still exists. And I think sometimes, you know, one of the big revelations for me was learning about what landfill actually is. I know that we all think like, oh, you know, our rubbish goes into landfill or it goes to the tip. So like, yeah, it does. It goes away from our homes. It goes away from our bathrooms. It goes away from our kitchens, but it doesn't actually go away. It's just moved 
I'm sure so many of your crazy birds are familiar with the waist hierarchy, but you know, what really set me off on my zero waste journey was understanding what the, what the waste hierarchy actually means when you're living by those principles, reduce, reuse and recycle. And there's a whole bunch of others that have now been put in between all of those and before and after, but it actually does make a massive impact. So if you, if you just reduce what you're doing significantly, it makes a huge impact. Then if you can reuse things too, it's a massive, it's a massive impact. And then obviously recycle what's left. So look, None of us are doing this perfectly. I think one of the things I'm really passionate about is just being really understanding that we're all at different levels of our of our environmental journey. What my hope is, is that people come to businesses like Single Use Ain't Sexy or all of the other amazing businesses doing good stuff in this space and they use us as a jumping off point, right? We're the start, not the end. So I hope that people will come and they're like, oh, well, if it was this easy to like save 25 single-use plastic bottles from landfill every year, why don't I stop buying, uh, you know, paper towels that I'm just going to chuck out and I can use a tea towel to wipe my bed. So whatever it is, there's so many different ways. And I don't know about, about you, Mariska, but when I started on this, I slowly started to realize that there's all these other little things I can do that aren't that hard. Do yeah. you have a similar experience? Yeah. I mean, once I started, it's like, you know, you start with one thing And then you realize, oh, wow, like, you know, I could use this or I could use that. And for me, and something that I've really noticed over the last two years is how much money we've been saving by, you know, being more sustainable. It does not really need to mean that you have to, you know, wear tie-dye and become this person that tries every single thing to do uh, for the planet. Like we've been living a normal life, but it's just the way we clean our house now is totally different. And we've really eliminated all the toxins in our life. And by doing that, you know, if I'm making my own cleaning products with like vinegar, and oranges, then, you know, I'm saving so much money because I'm not buying the stuff that comes in a plastic bottle that's toxic for me, for my family, and that has a hefty price tag for the environment as well, because those bottles have to go somewhere afterwards as well. And if it gets recycled, there's a cost towards that. And these companies that manufacture these products, they don't carry that cost. It's us that carry that cost because we have to pay the taxes that support local recycling facilities, you know. Other companies that that's not um, supported by the government, they paying in a way for certain stuff. So it's things like that that we need to consider as well, that, you know, when you're buying that product, there's so much more to it than just that price tag you pay at the store. So, yeah, so it started with a few things. And like now it's been to a point where we don't even have a trash can in the house just Mm. because we don't use it. And We don't put stuff in in the bin. Yes, we do still recycle sometimes, but, you know, I try my best to avoid purchasing stuff that has to be recycled. Yeah, it's it's so interesting once your eyes get opened to what else you can be doing. And initially it's intimidating. Initially it's like, oh, my gosh, there's no way I can get my head around this. Like I can't change my family members' habits. I can't change what my kids are doing. I can't change what my spouse is doing. But It's amazing how much people get around it. It is unbelievable how much people can get around it. And to your point about, you know, not wearing tie-dye, I feel the exact same way. 
you know, I was initially intimidated to get into this world because I thought when you were mentioning, you know, not being the tie-dye type of person, I can really relate to that. You know, I, I think if you're not that kind of person, it's very easy to be like, oh, I don't know if this stuff is for me. I feel, I feel like I don't fit in or I feel like, I, you know, it's not catered towards me. But there's no, like sustainability doesn't have to be in fashion. It's just something that we can all do. And exactly. I think what I like is that when it becomes an innate part of your everyday life, it's not like you're even actively thinking about it. It's just how you live. Not to say that it's easy. Like you, you, it's a change of behavior. And I think we've all been programmed to live a certain way. But I think that the changes are not as hard or insurmountable as maybe they seem at first. Exactly. And I mean, I I was just amazed the other day, uh, me and my husband were standing outside one of the grocery stores here waiting for someone. And I just kept on telling him like, oh my goodness, I have not seen anyone enter or exit the store without a reusable bag. Everyone is bringing their bags to the store and everyone's walking out with a reusable bag. So I'm just like, wow, you know, if if someone can start remembering this and that becomes like second nature, how many other stuff is easy to adapt? And before we know it, you know, we've made so many changes without us having to spend so much effort in doing things. You know, the the bag thing is is a great anecdote because I remember about five years ago, I was in the car and I was, I, I had the talk radio on. And one Woolworths store in Melbourne was doing a trial run to get people to not use plastic bags. So one store was doing a trial of no plastic bags available for anyone. And I remember this one guy, he was was calling in and he was furious, right? And he's like, this is outrageous. How can Woolworths not have a plastic bag? How am I meant to carry my stuff home? Blah, 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 right? And I thought, wow, like, this battle is going to be so uphill and it is going to be so hard to get people to come around. And within less than five years, as you said, you guys are standing outside the supermarket and no one is using plastic bags. And that is a complete turnaround of our habits, our behavior, what we've been taught to do since we were kids. So I think what's interesting for me and what's like exciting is that some of these practices aren't as deeply ingrained as we think and therefore they're not as hard to re-engineer or maybe put people on a slightly greener path. It's very easy to feel intimidated by thinking that everyone isn't willing to change but in fact a little bit of help or a little bit of education and people are really willing to make those changes and that is a really, really exciting prospect because it means that people are not stuck in their ways at all and that they're actually happy to do the right thing if it comes along and it's and it's accessible. Exactly. Couldn't agree with you more on that. And now I'm going to put you a little bit in the spotlight and okay. ask you, what has been one of your most important decisions that you feel you've made around Mama Earth? That is a great question and I'm thinking very hard about that because I want to have a good answer for you. I do a lot of camping and hiking. And one of the things that I've been really shocked by is how far rubbish can get in remote or isolated places. So I recently did a hike along the Great Ocean Road in um, southeastern Australia on the Victorian coast. And we were at these amazing remote beaches. You can only get there by hiking 20k and there was plastic everywhere. And so one of the things that I have started doing is when I'm out in the wilderness is 
picking up trash as best I can. So I'll usually take like a, a reusable sandwich bag or something like that and I'll collect little microplastics uh, wherever I am. And then when I get back to a place where there's a bin or if I'm tr- at, a, at a recycling place, then I can put all that stuff there. That's, that's probably one of the things that for me is really tangible. From, from Chatty, you probably can tell I'm a very tangible kind of person. I love, you know, action, reward, action, reward. So a lot of my green activities are around things that are very grassroots and tangible and immediate. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, yeah, you were talking about picking up the trash. And one thing that I've realized every single time I go for a walk it turns into cleanup <laughs> and it's it's happened so badly that now my husband when I say I want to go to the beach he's like are we going to the beach to swim or are we doing a beach cleanup because that depends whether I'm coming with or not <laughs> so so I know it's just been once you see these stuff you can't help yourself but to just like clean up totally and it's like <laughs> I know like you shouldn't have to choose between going to the beach and having fun and swimming <laughs> and cleaning up other people's crap, but it is hard. Yeah, it, it is really hard. And the thing that I find difficult is when I go to remote places, like if I'm going hiking or swimming or whatever on a remote beach where there's not that many people around, you feel like if you don't do it, then who will kind of thing. So that's one of those things as well, where you kind of, you just want to get it done because you feel like if you don't do it, who else is there? Exactly. So anyway, look, we're, we're all doing our best and we've just got to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, now we're going to move into our final five. So what is one social media account or publication that you follow? Well, that's a very good question. And it's very hard for me to narrow it down just to one. One I love is a guy in the States called Jordan Firstman who does a lot of different impressions of stuff. Not all of it is sustainability related. Really, really funny. And during COVID, I think there's hundreds of thousands of other people that also think he's really funny and he's become like this viral sensation. So his name is Jordan Firstman. Oh, awesome. We'll definitely check them out. And then the second question, what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? That's an awesome question. I think my hope for Mama Earth going forward is that people accept the science. Nothing frustrates me more than when people deny climate change or when people deny that there are changes taking place in our Earth's atmosphere and it actually just drives me completely nuts. And it makes me feel like it's going to be so hard to make any progress when people can't even acknowledge the basic facts from which to kind of like pursue that progress from. So that's the big thing that really grinds my gears. Awesome. And the third question, what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? The advice that I can give to all the crazy birds this week to help Mama Earth is start small. Do whatever you can and just start. Have a crack, have a go, try. Don't get intimidated by feeling like everything is just so bad that nothing you do will ever be impactful. I think just have a go. So stop using plastic bottles or stop using Glad Wrap or stop using paper towels. Just stop using one item in your home for a week and see what life is like without it. 
And it's just about getting a bit of momentum behind you and not feeling intimidated that you can't do anything because there's so much to do. Awesome. Cool. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? That's a good question. And it's very relevant to what I'm doing right now. At last count, as of last night, we have saved up to 27,500 single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill over the next 12 months by selling our products. Um, And so that is a statistic that I like to share with people because once upon a time I was one of those people that felt like I couldn't really make any positive changes in terms of climate change and global warming and single-use plastics. And so I often share that number with them and say, look, We've saved 27,500 single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill. It's totally achievable um, and it's totally doable. Exactly. Oh, I love that. And where can people actually find you and Single Use Ain't Sexy? People can find Single Use Ain't Sexy online. So we sell all our products on our online store. It's www.singleuseaintsexy.com. That's singleuseaintsexy.com. And our Instagram handle is also at singleuseaintsexy. The other thing is people can email me directly. And very simply, my email address is josh, J-O-S-H, at singleuseaintsexy.com. So drop me a line. I love hearing from everybody. It's the best thing ever. Or DM me on Instagram. We, I see all our DMs. So feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram and we will always answer you. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. I'm going to link that all up for Crazy Birds as well. So you can go to the show notes and check it all out there as well. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Love what you guys are doing and looking forward to see all the new products and hopefully get to catch up in person one day. Thank you. I would love that. Stay safe, okay? Keep washing those hands, guys. (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the MamaEarthTalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them and I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes, so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them? Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best place would probably be a DM on Instagram at Design by Mariska or pop me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. 
New episodes are uploaded every second Monday. So make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.